Love Talk Radio. Saturday, everybody. Vinny, it is a huge Saturday. Vinny the Shark, Big Mike, Robbie D is running Tough Mudder, and Goon with a uh, surprise a- uh, absence today. Which, <laughs> when, uh, when he swore to you that he would yes, be in the house did. here. He did. Uh, very surprised he's not here, but the show will go on. It, like I said, it is a huge, huge Saturday. You have college, you have playoff baseball, you have hockey, and then tonight you have McGregor, Khabib, and... Uh, well, really, McGregor versus the terrorist, and uh, <laughs> just can't wait for that. But we'll start with baseball, Vinny. And the Yankees, before we haven't been on, the Yankees go out. They beat the Oakland A's Wednesday night, which um, was pretty expected, let's be honest. They went out. They beat them in uh, – everybody thought it was going to happen like that. It was uh, it was not a close game at all. Have Yankees fans uh, midway through the seventh. <laughs> we want Boston chance. I think there's one more. Yeah, there it is. And last night, you get Boston, Vinny. You get Boston. You have bases loaded against the bullpen. You have them on the ropes, and they could not get the job done. Missed opportunities. That's what happened with the New York Yankees last night. They got into the Red Sox bullpen. They made them sweat. They made them work, but they didn't really cash in. I think they cashed in on the three runs on them. Yep. They had back to the innings with the bases loaded in the seventh with nobody out. But both innings with under two outs, and it didn't put up the runs that they needed there. John Stanton was up at many big points in this game, mm-hmm. and he didn't come through for the team. He's the big guy making 30 mil plus, and he did not get his big pinch strike moment, and he had many opportunities, and you knew he was up there trying to make it happen because he swung at uh, uh, ball four, yep. and he was swinging at garbage like he normally does, but he was trying to make it happen. He needs to at least pop that ball up into the outfield or at least take a look, and it didn't work out. Stanton let everybody de- uh, down last night, and so did J.A. Happ. Aaron Hicks went out with an injury. We'll see how severe that is. Brett Gardner came in. He had a walk and, a, and he struck out too in yeah. one of those uh, situations in the ninth. But uh, listen, that Red Sox bullpen, it's garbage. We saw a lot of them last night. They had to bring in Kimbrell for extra work last night. When it comes to the bullpens, that you got to feel good as a Yankee fan. And also, take a look who's starting for the Red Sox today. Somebody we beat up quite a lot. He pitched well against us in Fenway last mm-hmm. time. But in the stadium, we all know what we do to this guy. The Yankees are not scared of David Price whatsoever. And down 0-1. Tanaka, who was my pick to pitch in the wild card game, he's going to come out there. He's going to give them at least six strong. The Yankees are hopefully we knock Price out even earlier than we want. We damage him for like five runs. We get right into that bullpen and we win this game like we won in Oakland. That's today's a must win. I mean, it, it is. It is three game, uh, you know, best of five, win three. It is a must win. And you call it what it is. And you're right. Listen, I thought they even did a nice job against Sale the first two innings, Vinny, because you had Sale 30 something pitches through two innings. You had him throw, yep. you had him work, and you didn't know what you were going to get out of him velocity wise. And then you're right. You get to that Red Sox bullpen that couldn't to the point they had to bring three starter Rick Porcello in the eighth inning. Um, to me, you had him where you wanted him. Thanks, bullpen. First of all, Boone, a, a great job by Aaron Boone because besides really Chad Green, Britain's available again today if he has Zach Britton. Big Deli. Yep. Robert. Right. I'm just using the guys that he went to last night. Real, Chad Green, 24 pitches if he had to, but most likely not. That Probably bullpen did a phenomenal job without having to really get into those heavy hitters. 100%. You have to say, even though the Red Sox won the game, the Yankees had the edge going into game two. And listen, if they could split this series 1-1, the Red Sox need to love 2 nothing because I think, and this you're going to say I'm biased here, but I think the Bronx is literally the best field in baseball. That place is absolutely rocking. It seems like the fans have got their mojo back. It's becoming that intimidating place to play. The fans are wild. They didn't stop cheering since Judge's home run in the, the first inning right up the bat. We got fans throwing beer on people again. Everyone's going out there. Oh, what classless Yankee fans! That made me so happy to see Big Mike. Honestly, <laughs> it made me so big. Ha- it made me so happy to see Big Mike because the old Yankee Stadium bleachers, no one would ever had the audacity to sit the opposing jersey on ever. The old bleacher creatures in the old stadium. 
And now we kind of got that vibe back. This is what happens when you sit in our house. You don't care wearing your stuff. You better be scared of us, and the team better be scared of us because that place was rocking, and it will be rocking again when we bring this back on Monday. So tonight, 8 o'clock, uh, an unbiased prediction would be the Yankees winning. I Yeah, I seriously think they're going to win. It's more because the price sucks, and I'm not intimidated by that bullpen. And the Yankees, they, they look good. It was Chris Sale getting the job done for he them, did. and, and they got a big lead on half who sucked. Yep. But um, I don't see that happening. I don't see Price out doing Laka, and I see the bats waking up and coming through the runners in scoring position. Yankees win. And we'll stay in the AL, Vinny, because Houston Astros, uh, in what was supposed to be, you know, many projected uh, a real tight series I, with pitching matching up. And, yes, me too. Bloomer um, looked awful. Mm-hmm. And Justin Verlander continues to be worth every penny they paid at the trade deadline. You know, I'm one of those guys just like, when's he going to fall off? Because yeah. we saw that little stretch where Verlander just wasn't pitching good. He goes to Houston, all of a sudden he's back to that Cy Young and MVP form. Mm-hmm. And he's just the postseason god. Unhittable in this postseason. He didn't even have that great of a season. I'm not saying he had a bad season, right, whatever. Right. He didn't have that great dominant Verlander season that we saw last year in the uh, postseason. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought Corey Kluber was going to come in there and steal this game. He got shelled by yeah. the Houston Astros. And we all know that Cody Allen doesn't even belong on this roster, how they even put him out there. But listen, that's a tough loss because Kluber's the guy. He won 20 games for the Indians. That was the game you wanted to go into Houston and steal. Now I don't think they're going to win back-to-back games in Houston. Houston had one of the best home records in the regular season. I uh, I had the Indians winning this in five, and I really wanted to see them pull game one. So we'll see if they can pull a magic out of the hat in game two, but I don't see it happening with Cole. And just to speak to the Houston bullpen, because Verlander went five and a th- and it was Presley, McCullers, a starter, and then Ozuna. So two out of the three guys they brought in, they acquired at the trade deadline. Presley from Minnesota is so underrated, and Ozuna, we know all about him. But two yeah, guys upset he's playing. Who, Ozuna? Yeah, right. No, I'm fine with it. Uh, it was handled in court, and I have no issue with it whatsoever. Of course, his wife dropped the charges and, you know, doesn't <laughs> want to press him, whatever. Uh, besides the point, to, uh, the point of that is, is Houston still went out and brought in two nice pieces for the bullpen, and the Red Sox at the deadline brought in nobody for that horrific bullpen. And they definitely could have used those guys that you just said, because that's the difference here. They knew their bullpen was struggling, and they knew they won the World Series last year. They had a good shot at it again. They went out there and got those guys, and Indians probably could use these too because for some reason they're just putting trust in Cody Allen when he's just not that good at baseball anymore and only three hits for the Indians last night just uh you need a real bounce back game today yeah Verlander was no hitting them for a while right yeah. or even perfect I think yeah he looked awesome yeah uh, when we did the picks last uh I think it was Monday we made the picks um we said who was going to go to the World Series I was on the Astros beginning of the year my nationals work out but I said the Brewers the Milwaukee Brewers Vinny there's just something special happening right now that yeah. they just can't a game, even when the bullpen tries to lose a game. Christian Yellick, ridiculous. Moustak is coming up with big hits, and they go up 2-0 yesterday, a 4-0 win over the Colorado Rockies. I didn't see Shasin, or however you pronounce his name, blanking the Rockies offense that long in this yep. game. I thought this was the game the Rockies would come out there, but the Brewers' bullpen has prevailed like it did in game one, and that place is as electric as anything. Awesome. Yeah, I'm talking about Yankee Stadium because I've been there. The Brewers look just as loud, honestly, and uh, they've been waiting to play with baseball for a long time. They have the best player in the league right now in Christian Yelich, and they got sure. they probably have the best bullpen uh, reliever in Josh Hader. Mm-hmm. So you got to say, even though that is shaky, and that's been my biggest question mark with this team, the Brewers they clicked at the right time. They're easily the hottest team in baseball right now. They're going to Colorado up two nothing. Yeah, and Corey Neville, they sent him down to the minors after uh, I forget what month it was, but uh, this September he's been lights out since coming back. September call ups, another great piece to that. And Hater, like you mentioned, Jeffrey's game one bounced back last night. Joaquin Sori, so the bullpen pieces are there. As for the other side, Colorado, Anderson didn't pitch bad. It was the bullpen. It was, oh, getting rocked yesterday uh, in relief. But just um, there's something special happening right now to the point that they're throwing Wade Miley for game three. And you know what? Wade Miley is a guy I used to bet overs on and, and usually cash in. But this season, he's actually gold for the Milwaukee Brewers. He's had a hell of a season, believe it or not. He's something out over there. And it's weird. I feel like whenever they get these starting pitchers like mid-deadline or something, they actually pan out pretty well for Milwaukee. Yeah. And Wade Miley's no exception. Uh, game three in Colorado, I don't like his chances because I had the Rockies winning this in five, and I don't think they're going to get swept on their home field. But it won't surprise me. Wade Miley, you know, surprises me yet again. I agree with you. I think the Rockies do end up winning one there, and uh, the series will get wrapped up. Then on the other side, Vinny, the Dodgers and the Braves, um, when, when Dave Roberts goes, we're going to throw Ryu game one. Uh, I was a little taken back by that. I, I, I was pissed off, honestly. <laughs> well, <'cause you laughs> but uh, it worked out either way. Um, now he looks like a genius because Ryu was dominant game one. 
You have Kershaw game two was spectacular. Yep. He went eight innings last night. And now you get to see Walker Bueller game three. Dave Roberts all of a sudden looks like a mastermind. Yep, he sure does. And I remember, uh, I don't really like when uh, managers do that, when you pitch your best pitcher in game two. Yeah, and two, I get two. I get it because you can still throw him in game five. But wouldn't you rather the one and five or, you know, I don't know. I just I, You put your best pitcher in game one. That's mm-hmm. how I look at it. I pissed when uh, the Dodgers did that, Dave Roberts putting in Ryu. But Ryu was phenomenal. And yeah. uh, Rob read off the stats to us. He's a guy who follows religiously that he owned the Braves all season long. So if they win game one, they knew they were going to take game two. And now it's a Dodger sweep, if you ask me. I completely agree with you. Uh, Fultonevich was horrible the other night. Annabelle Sanchez, who does not get any sort of credit in the, me- in the big uh, media market, had a terrific, terrific season. But Manny Machado owns him. He did again last night with a two-run shot was over because Kershaw even though the K numbers weren't there I don't know what he finished with he was absolutely brilliant uh three strikeouts in eight innings Braves yeah, fans so. were just praying for that postseason Kershaw to come out it's not that's a young Braves team though they don't have a lot of experience over there they've been playing with house money pretty much all season long yeah. nobody had them where they were so you can't really get on their case too much this is the team that won the National League last year mm-hmm. this is a team that surprised everybody that won I don't know like 70 games mm-hmm. last year and won the NLE so Braves with house money Maybe that place would be rocking because they're excited, but not going to be as excited because they're down 0-2. Yeah, I agree with you. House money, you're set up for years to come with that young core. Yeah, um, definitely. Good for the Braves. A lot to be excited about for the fan base, so, exactly. regardless of the series. Two games today, 37 Indians-Astros, and we met a night game tonight, Vinny. So you already made your pick for tonight. You have the Yankees. I do agree with that. Indians-Astros game two, who'd you pick there? Uh, I'm, I'm pulling Carrasco for the Indians Cole. for my series prediction, and I, I said they had good World Series value prediction, but... Oh, man, I, I just like Cole better. I like the champs to win again. Yeah, I um I agree with you. Maybe it's just something in the playoffs now with that team that's clicking. But they looked uh, – everybody looked that was hurt, looked healthy yesterday. I agree right. with that. So, there's the picks. Um, 10.42, got to move right along. It's a busy, busy day here over the top sports. Vinny, one game in the books already, and that was the New England Patriots. And I what I thought, uh, not just being a Patriot fan, but was a, an easy spread, an easy cover. The New England Patriots absolutely abusing the Colts, and they left points on the field with Hogan giving up the, uh, an interception, and then Gronk, Gronk uh, too. yeah, at like the, I think the 10, 15, whatever it was, um, but Tom Brady, 500 touchdowns, talk to me about the Patriots. The Patriots look invincible, yep. and the Colts shouldn't have been in this game if it wasn't for that. You could add two more touchdowns to the Patriots. They should have put up a 50 agree. on the Colts, and the Colts did actually pretty good this year, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. I can't name three guys on that defense for you, but they've had a pretty good season, and they kept them in games. Mm-hmm. Ten-point spread was not covered. The Patriots looked like those Patriots. It looks like they clicked on all cylinders. Sonny Michelle, someone I wasn't down on just because they knew him Patriot back, having a pretty good year now after these two games. He looked pretty sharp. Uh, the Patriots gave Tom Brady all the time in the world. He had a clean pocket all day, and that's what the greatest quarterback of all time is going to do when he has that kind of uh, time to throw. Yeah, and he threw a pass to Edelman that he dropped. He missed James White on a wheel route. The Hogan uh, pick, the Bronx pick, uh, this really could have been much worse. Um, Andrew Luck now, Vinny, has thrown the ball, I think, 172 times in two games, the last two games, which is just – That's insane. If he doesn't have shoulder issues, he will soon. That's uh, 59 insane. 59 times this game, but still three touchdowns. Um, I knock him all the time, but, you know, as a little credit because he, he kept them in it. You're right about Sony Michelle and Eric Ebron. Uh, go ahead. You can – Tar. Heels. The Tar Heel is taking advantage of the injury because he's a better tight end in that situation the whole time. Yeah, and um, no T.Y. Hill. It was Eric Ebron. It was a feast for Eric Ebron. Ebron Will- owners might have won their week because of the game he had. Nine catches, 105 yards, yeah. two TDs. About that. Probably won undrafted in all fantasy leagues. Um, most likely, or, or towards the end, uh, Wilkins, I think, is going to hold fantasy value. I think you're seriously going to see this in like a role, uh, role Vinny. Uh, pass if you're losing, you're going to see him on the field a lot. He showed good hands, good quickness, and um, there's besides him, there's really just not a running back I want to own there. And then just Patriots wide receivers real quick, I don't know what you do with them. Besides Gronk uh, and even Edelman, I'll, I'll own Edelman. Hogan, Dorsett, Patterson, and Gordon, it just seems like a mess there. So it is what it is. Um, we move over now to the 1 o'clock game starting tomorrow. Uh, we were saying before we came on, it's a, it's a pretty tight slate of games. This is not an easy Sunday, nothing really jumps out at you, so it should be a good day of competitive football. I agree, and uh, we'll start with um, the Titans at the Bills. The spread is Tennessee giving five and a half. Tennessee has been pretty good, even though I don't like their team. Very good defense, great offensive line, and just not a flashy team that's winning games. 
Uh, Buffalo, they, they came out that one Sunday against Minnesota. Outside of that, they came out, they looked like crap. They got shut out last week, but now they go back home after, you know, two games of the NFC North on the road. One was good, one was bad, but the bad one is the one that's left in the taste of everyone's mouths there. I got to give it to Tennessee. I think it's going to be another boring Tennessee Titan football game. Give me the under. I know it's low. It's under 40, right? 39. 39. I know that's low. Give me the under. And uh, if I had to pick teams, I'm taking the Titans. And I agree with you. Um, I think Mike Vrabel really has that defense playing well. I think Corey Davis is going to break out and should have another good game tomorrow. Even though the Bills' pass D is not horrible, um, there's nothing I like about this Buffalo Bills offense, even with Tom McCoy. So Titans, five and a half on the road. No issue there. Uh, I'll lay the points. Dolphins, Bengals, this is interesting, Vinny. Now, Geo is going to be out. Mixon returns. Um, the spread is six. So, the Bengals at home giving six. The Bengals have been pretty damn good. The Dolphins were pretty good somehow before that Patriot game last week where they got massacred. So, who's got the real identity here? You got to like Cincinnati at home. I don't believe in Miami very much. Uh, I don't think they have the stars that Cincinnati has, those kind of playmakers. I like Mixon back, but how hurt is he? He doesn't have Bernard to back him up. I like a big day from Andy Dalton. He's my DraftKings quarterback. I feel like this guy's had tremendous value in DraftKings daily fantasy. Every single week, he's putting up good numbers. I'm going with him again under 6,000. I'm going to take the Bengals to win this one. I agree with everything you said. There's no reason to harp on it. Um, I think the Dolphins were fool's gold, to be quite honest with you. I, Probably. They didn't More than likely. They won a lightning game with Tennessee, and I don't know who the other two are, but you saw the real team against the Patriots. The Bengals at home have been very good. That Bengals offense gets Joe Mixon back. Um, no issues here. I think Bengals by the touchdown. And in what we have said is a tight picking game, I actually like that spread. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not that high. They're giving the Dolphins some love in that game. I but would tease it. The Bengals are all banged up. We'll see. Uh, Ravens, Browns, Vinny. And um, this is an interesting game because you don't know what you get with the Ravens. The Browns just put up a free spot in the black <laughs> hole with rookie Baker Mayfield. And Baltimore is giving three in the dog pound. Baker Mayfield is a guy who just loves the light loves the adrenaline and feeds off it and the Browns are now going to see him in his first start and boy did they have that guy's back they had that kid's back big time against the Jets that Thursday night game now they're home against the Ravens so you just never know who the hell they are they go out there and they beat Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh on prime time but I gotta go Baker Mayfield he looked damn good in the Oakland game he didn't lose that game uh he's gonna come in there he's gonna feed off that crowd a very underrated Cleveland Brown defense they're gonna make Flacco make mistakes I like the Browns home dog in this game and Baker gets his first W in the NFL. And uh, it's another one that we unfortunately agree on, but you know me with the Browns. I'm not going to go against them here. Your Browns. Getting points at home against the Ravens team, that is just not impressive. Um, Joe Flacco will not be elite tomorrow. Um, So both of that as well, as usual. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then another interesting game, Vinny, and uh, a lot of injuries in this game on the Packers side. So this is why it's a weird spread that's going to pick them. And now I see the giving one it's the Packers in Detroit um Detroit giving one this isn't a weird spread to me at all big Mike because the Lions are going to win this game because Green Bay is just not a good football team as I harp week in and week out and they one got, game you will be right they got they got a quarterback and that's it they beat the Buffalo Bills last week whoop de doo well now they got an NFC North division opponent the Lions where they should be um they shouldn't have one in their division right now they have a tie win against the Bears we all know how that worked out on week one but the Lions I think they're less banged up. I think they're going to destroy that Green Bay defense. They're going to be putting up a lot of points. The Packers are going to be trailing early. And Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to put up 21 points in the fourth quarter against Detroit and Ford Field back in this game. Give me the Lions. Big day for stats. Um, I'm going to agree again. And here's my reasoning, though. There's just too many injuries to the Packers' offensive side of the ball. I don't know if Geronimo Allison is going to play with that concussion. I don't know about Devontae Adams, who hasn't practiced, but is scheduled to practice again, uh, today. Rodgers, you already know, is banged up. And then it came out this week, Vinny, that media was taking shit about Matt Stafford and uh, how they don't think he's a good quarterback. He's overrated. Patricia had to come out and defend him. And I just think you see a team rally tomorrow at home against around Stafford. The Packers on the road, 0-1. That is why, out of the two teams, I do like the Packers better. But tomorrow, I think the Lions get the job done. And I think, Vinny, uh, we always see last year was that last year or two years ago, the Hail Mary from Rodgers, right? You always see a good game, a ton of points, over 51. I think you see a ton of scoring tomorrow. Who's saying that about Stafford, especially Detroit fans? It was out in the media that uh, Matt Patricia, I can look it up for you. Matt Patricia came out and defended Matt, uh, 
Matt Stafford saying that any team would love to have Matt Stafford as their quarterback. Of course they would. He's a good quarterback. And maybe if you give him a run game where he's not predictable throwing the ball every down, they had one running back go over 100 yards in the last, I don't know, three years for Matt Stafford. Get him a run game. And you won't have to throw the ball 40 times. The guy's good, but he gets predictable. Oh, he's going to be throwing back. Give him a lead. He hold it. He's a good quarterback. I would take Matt Stafford on my team in a heartbeat. So Boomer Esiason uh, was the guy. <laughs> uh, I want Matt Patricia to hold him accountable. It's not going to be all about you in the fourth quarter, son. I need you to be careful. I need you to be energetic. One of the reasons why I think Tom Brady screams a lot on the sidelines is because I think he tries to whip himself into a frenzy. I don't see that from Matthew. Um, it's your team. You've got to go out there. You have to believe you're going to win. Um, that was basically Boomer taking a shot that he doesn't see any sort of energy or life from Matt Stafford. But you know what? If it's anyone other than Tom Brady doing that, you yell at him for yelling at his teammates. But Tom Brady, and he's done what he's done. So everybody's like, oh, it's just, we love that fire. We love that passion. You see the other quarterback do that, you immediately say that he's calling out his teammates. You see Odell Beckham doing that? What are you saying? Well, oh, no, you're not that, saying right? passion and fire. Yeah, and Patricia, then uh, I think the only thing I'll say on this whole ridiculous topic is I'm very blessed and lucky to have Matt Stafford as my quarterback, and everybody else in the league would be in the same boat. He's a phenomenal quarterback. He's a great leader. He's the heartbeat of our team, and he's a great guy to be around. So, Show him up Sunday, man. Show him up tomorrow. Look up that scoreboard. And, Big day. And thus why I think the team will rally around Matt Stafford. Let's tomorrow. go. Another game we talked about before we came on the Put air. Green Bay in their place. <laughs> The Jacksonville Jaguars, the Kansas City Chiefs, and probably um, the game of the day, if you ask me, um, the Jacksonville defense. You've already had Ramsey come out talking about Tyreek Hill, and um, it was hilarious. It's up on our Twitter. I'll try and get that audio while you're talking. Special team. Yeah, Yeah. special team uh, guy. Um, Kansas City at home, home. Jacksonville one on the road. The spread, weird spread. Uh, Kansas City giving three. All right, this is the best defense versus the best offense. I agree. The game of the day here it should be a good one. Pat Mahomes was at a good test on uh, Monday night against the Broncos. Threw it uh, 100 yards on the field. He was throwing a uh, spot on dimes. He even threw a lefty in that game. And um, listen, uh, as great as he's been, he's facing a top defense here. If it wasn't in Arrowhead, I'd probably pick against Mahomes. But I'm going to keep riding that Pat Mahomes MVP train right now because the guy just continues to impress me. Over and over again, I thought he was going to lose the division game on the road, prime time Monday night in Denver. It was a close game, good, hard-fought game. This is the best defense, but in Arrowhead, I cannot pick uh, against the Chiefs in Arrowhead right now with the way they are rolling. Yeah, I agree with you. So uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, um, they, they've looked good, but tomorrow I am taking the points with the Jacksonville Jaguars. To me, they uh, – and I'm trying to get the Jalen Ramsey here for you, which it was absolutely, it was hilarious. So here. A lot of people liking Blake Bortles in this as like a, a pickup action, action. I'll get your yeah. thoughts on that after this. Right. Uh, yeah, I just wish you would pick the five, you know, like either, either I'm just all right or I'm the top dog. Pick a five. Uh, if I'm the top dog, I'm just sorry that you know, we don't take one in the league this year. Uh, and that's not true. But, um, yeah. Uh, what, what are y'all going to ask this question? Uh, where am I? So he's, he's almost he's waiting, waiting to get dated here. I mean, this is another another one. He is a guy a little bit different from Bernard Steve. Uh, I'm looking forward to playing playing the game, really forward to playing that offense, you know, our defense against their offense. I like how, uh, you know, whoever has made it, they match up and get the entire reason. Um, he's good for what he does, I think. Uh, you know, he made all pro as a return specialist. <laughs> as a return specialist. Uh, his rookie year, he went to two pro balls as a return specialist. Return specialist. And that's the gist of it, Vinny. We don't have to keep playing it, but Basically, just making note that, uh, yeah, he's a pro bowler as a return specialist. That's which, is kind of, which is a pretty good shot. I, I wouldn't feel too good about that if I was Hill. We'll see if uh, they start feeding him the ball. And um, I don't know. I feel like Ramsey's uh, done his job against everybody except for Odell this year. Agree. I'm taking Jacksonville, though, like I said. Best defense, getting points. Chiefs have to lose eventually. Jacksonville Jaguars will get the job done. No Fournette and Blake Bortles, Vinny. I don't know what you were talking about before the uh, we started playing. 
clip, but I don't like Blake Bortles. I'm seeing your boy, Matt Barry on ESPN. A lot of people are like, Blake Bortles is a pickup this week because the Chiefs' defense isn't that good. But, I mean, that environment can make up that defense. I will never play Bortles. (laughs) So, that's that one. Um, A lot of people asked you about Moncrief, though. Uh, A lot of people have asked about Moncrief and Mahomes. Um, Listen, if I have a better option – I'm starting Stafford tomorrow over Mahomes in one league. Uh, I just think I'm not going to risk going against that top defense. And Green Bay's defense is nothing special. Stafford at home, so I like that matchup there. But if we're going to talk about um, Eli Manning or Patrick Mahomes or Dak Prescott, Patrick Mahomes, or, um, you know, who else is on here? Um, Blake Bortles. Yeah, Blake Bortles, Patrick Mahomes. It's Patrick Mahomes, guys. Come on. Moncrief, um, you just don't know who you're going to like out of there. Moncrief, Westbrook, Keenan Cole. I don't know who's going to be the guy tomorrow. I'm not starting any of them. I know Moncrief has been that guy everyone's seen right now. He scored a touchdown last right. week. And then there's just, you know, it's a high over-under, especially for a top defense in that game. It is, and it hit last week with Denver. So, you know, Denver, good defense as well. So it'll be interesting to see. The Chiefs' offense has not been slowed yet, and uh, something we'll have to give tomorrow. Um, Broncos, Jets, Vinny. Uh, Broncos in New York, 0-1 on the road against the 1-3 Jets, 0-1 at home. The Jets giving one. Uh, this is a spread. Uh, this is one of the matchups I couldn't wait to see if I could get a discounted away spread for the Broncos, but it's a little too discounted. Uh, it opened at the Broncos minus one. I've seen uh, the Jets even minus one at this point, and that makes me scared. That makes me think that the kid is going to go in there, he's going to win, and the Broncos, they're just not the same team they are on the road as they are at home. But it's my man Case Keenum versus a rookie, and I'm always going to take my boy Case, even though this looks like it's a trap and the Jets are going to win. I'm riding horses. Give me Denver. I'm taking Denver as well, and um, I just don't like the New York Jets. about them. Terrell Pryor this week, uh, I was not happy about his situation. And, yeah, you're right. It's not Mile High Stadium, but this is still a phenomenal defense. With Chris Harris and that pass rush, I am all over the Denver Broncos, but a game I'm staying away from. Uh, Vinny, in a, another, I don't want to call it the game of the day, but probably the most points to be scored, a given tomorrow, will be the Falcons and the Steelers in Pittsburgh. The over-under is 58, so Vegas is not projecting any stops on defense. Pittsburgh, yeah, right? Pittsburgh giving three and a half. That's a high over-under. I'll never take an NFL spread over-under. That's uh, 55. I'll never take that over. It's too many points. You're asking for so many touchdowns. You're asking for almost eight, nine touchdowns in the game to hit that over. That's a, that's a high bar. Won't do that. Won't be surprised if it hits, but I won't do it. Probably won't even bet the under. But desperate game for two teams that desperately need a win. Atlanta needs this win a lot more because the NFC is more competitive and the Steelers can go on a run and win that division, which isn't all that great. But uh, Steelers at home, Bell News, he's coming back week seven. I don't know. You know, give me give me the Dirty Birds here. This is, this is a tough game. It should be a good one, Mike. Give me give me Atlanta here. Uh, I had wrote you in for you know, selling me on Pittsburgh there. Uh, I'm on the <laughs> Falcons as well. I just, the Steelers defense is abysmal. They scored, what, it's barely the worst. points in the second half last week um, against Baltimore. The Falcons, Matt Ryan, Austin Robin, really emerged, Julio, Sanu. There is no way this Steelers defense is going to be able to stop the uh, the Falcons. Freeman is back tomorrow. I'm getting points. I'll take it. Falcons, three and a half. And again, that's going to score a lot of points. You might as well take the points. I agree with you. We'll skip the uh, Giants Panthers because that should be a doozy for both of us to talk about. <laughs> um, and that'll put us in the four o'clock games, which is uh, another good game, but not like the other ones. The Raiders Chargers and the Chargers giving five and a half. Uh, the Raiders picked up a lucky win last week. Yes, they did. They didn't deserve the win. The Raiders really haven't been great this year, but they showed signs of a good offense. Amari Cooper owners keep scratching their heads. I benched him last week. He had a good game. And um, when I play him, he gets the, the three points that he does. And um, Chargers, good offense. Raiders, good offense. Uh, should be a lot of points in this game. I can go with the Chargers on the road here. I just don't think the Chargers Raiders. Chargers are at home. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. The Chargers at home. Uh, I don't think the Raiders just match up better with the Chargers. I think the Chargers are just better in every capacity, better defense, better offense, and they're the home team. I'm going to go with the Chargers here. Last week, I watched a Chargers team struggle. 49ers and C.J. Brethead. Uh, the Raiders' offense has not been an issue. The Raiders' defense is the problem. I think the Raiders have no problem putting up points. I will take them to cover, even though I think the Chargers win, probably by a field goal. But five and a half points in a team that just scored 40-something last week against a team that struggled with the 49ers. I take the points. Um, Vikings-Eagles, which, uh, Vinny, this could be a great game, but I'm telling you now it won't be because 
you have talked and bashed the Eagles constantly. As I will again. And the Vikings just, I don't know what Vikings team will show up. That defense is just lost. So uh, in what should have been a good game, won't be a good game. Well, now their defense goes against an offense that isn't good and it, with an overrated quarterback. So they go into Philadelphia. It's a preview of the NFC Championship, and we're not seeing either quarterback that was in it last year and Nick Foles and Case Keenum. New people in town. We got Cousins and we got Carson Wentz. I think the Vikings right the ship here because the Eagles are just an overrated team. The Kirk Cousins has put up a lot of numbers against uh, teams this year, whether they were garbage time numbers or not. But uh, Philly's got a good D. Vikings D needs to get back on track here. They need to make some turnovers. They need to pressure Carson Wentz because Wentz has not looked like that Carson Wentz that he did last year. I don't think he does it this week. I love Minnesota with these points here. They're a team that desperately needs a win as well. Eagles in a division, if their division wasn't this bad, they would desperately need this win, but they don't. Vikings need this win more. Take in the points. Give me the Vikes. And um, I'm on the Eagles, man. I am not buying this Vikings team at all. I think there's seriously something wrong with the defense. Um, I'm just seeing a different team. You don't know if Dalvin Cook is going to play at all. I think Wentz will continue to get better. And with the way that Vikings D has played, it doesn't scare me at all. At home, Eagles, only three. I'm taking the Eagles. So that's uh, one of the few we disagree on. Um, Vinny, in one of the games that uh, I don't care about, we won't watch any highlights of <laughs> the Cardinals 49ers in San Francisco. San Francisco with C.J. Breadhead giving three and a half to the winless Cardinals. And it looked too bad last week. He almost pulled off that win against the Chargers. Uh, 49ers home against the Cardinals with the rookie quarterback going. I'm hoping this is the game that Christian Kirk finally finds a touchdown. My boy, I've been pulling for it. It's just been very, very quiet. Um, Josh Rosen is going to take the points here. I think the Cardinals have a a decent defense enough to keep this close. I don't think the 49ers are all that great. Division game, I'm just going to roll with the points here. Who wins Who is who wins, but got to take the points when you're indecisive. That's what I say. That 49ers defense believes that they're um, a good defense. I don't like anything about the Cardinals besides Johnson. I'm taking uh, the 49ers, laying the three and a half. And uh, that half, I would probably buy it down if I was actually going to bet it. So there's that. Vinny uh, Rams, Seahawks. Um, Seahawks are not the same. Hawks, but oh, no. still, you know, the whole extra guy and uh, Pete Carroll and blah, blah. but uh, <laughs> the Rams Seahawks, uh, that spread continues to grow. I saw it at six and a half to open. It is now seven and a half. Well, the Rams are, in my opinion, the best team in baseball. I, I mean, uh, football. And you, you've been saying that all along, too. You always say they're the most complete team. Well, you're right. They're the most complete team. The Seahawks, they're not what they used to be. The 12th, they're not what they used to be because those fans I've always found to be overrated and they only come out when their team's good which has only been recently in the last couple of years. So um, Seahawks did not have the firepower to roll with that offense. And um, I, got the, I got the Rams covering this game. It's an easy win. It's one of my tease downs. The money line parlays. The Rams might even be my survival pick if I was still alive this week. The Rams shut down the Seahawks because the Seahawks just aren't the Seahawks anymore. I agree with everything that you said. These are, uh, this is not the Seahawks. They have no Legion of Boom. Now even their best player, Earl Thomas, is out with a broken leg. Um, this Rams team, even in Seattle, they're going to score 30 points, Vinny. And I don't know the rest of the schedule. I'm convinced, and I would bet it now, they'll score 30 points every game. That's how good the offense is. They don't show you that they can't. Right. Uh, so no problem, 7.5. I agree with you. I've already teased down in multiple plays. So Rams, 7.5, no issue there. Uh, I will take the Rams. Uh, and then a battle of Texas, Vinny. The Cowboys and the Texans in Houston – um, this is a game as a giant fan. I really hope Houston finds it and puts it together here, but, uh, I just don't know. Houston giving three and a half. Well, on paper, you would think this is a blowout. Uh, I thought Houston was going to win that division and they got to a very sluggish start, but they got a big W last week. Now they come back home. They're still looking for their first home win. I'll never forget these games. Uh, the Texans first game ever, they beat the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night football as an expansion team with Derek Carr as the quarterback. Unfortunately for the Texans, Never beat the Cowboys again in their next three meetings. So Texans, this is a rivalry game. They're home. I like them. I hate Dak Prescott. I think the Cowboys really do suck. I really do. I think it's so simple. Just contain Zeke, which I know isn't simple, but contain Zeke, they're going to win the game. And I think the Texans can do that. I think they uh, I think they have a decent run stop. They're so good on paper. Just figure it out. You're on prime time. Get the back-to-back wins. This is your first home win. If you get it, go out there and win the game. I think they do it. Uh, I agree. I think the Texans will win this game. Uh, that defense really lived to a win last week. Uh, maybe that takes some of the pressure off to Sean Watson. I just don't know. Um, 
getting nothing out of that run game out of Lamar Miller, which is just so frustrating. If they had any sort of run game, maybe that would help as well. But um, I don't think that Dak Prescott uh, can go in there. A banged up Ezekiel Elliott, Jason Garrett already told us he's banged up, can go in there against that defense and get a win. Three and a half, um, the half again kills you, but I'll take the Texans and I'll lay the points. Um, that will be it, except for the Giants. Uh, the Monday night game we'll talk about on Monday night. So let's go back and talk the New York Giants playing the Carolina Panthers, who are coming off a bye. The spread is six. I saw it at six and a half earlier in the week, so now it's down to six. Um, go ahead, man, Vinny. The floor is yours, Giants-Panthers. The spread shift gives me hope, but I'm going in there with that same sluggish, this team's done, this season's done attitude that I went in with that Houston game at 0-2. Hopefully they come out and they get a W now doing that. But Carolina, as we know, they don't have a lot of success going down there and winning. Um, I don't think their defense is prepared for Christian McCaffrey. They're not going to have Olivia or Vernon again. I think Cam's elusiveness is going to be a factor. But I think in coverage, I know Greg Olson practice. He's not going to play. I think in coverage, I'm not intimidated by any of their wide receivers. They got to find a way to contain McCaffrey and Cam. Um, Odell called out the team here. But, I mean – Right as he is, you don't say those kind of things. I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit here. I know that spread went down. I'm going with the Panthers to win this game. The the Giants just show me no life. That offense is as explosive as it's supposed to be. It's just not explosive at all. They just don't do anything. And um, I don't know who to blame for it. It might even be our quarterback. The last time they played in Carolina was five years ago. And I can tell you that because I was there, bachelor party, my bachelor party. It wasn't the, pretty. At the game. And I by the third quarter. It was horrible. David Johnson, now rap artist, scored a touchdown that was called back. And uh, that was it. I think I got you shot David out. Wilson? Yeah, David <laughs> Wilson. Uh, I went to a bar and drank, and Robin Goon toughed it out and stayed there. So uh, I have no expectations for the Giants tomorrow. I think this is going to be a bad game for them. Carolina rested, coming off a bye. I agree with you. Morris Jenkins showed me something last week against Michael Thomas. I think he shuts down Funches. I'm not seeing Funches in any league. I like that matchup with the Giants. Olivier Vernon now suffered a setback. He's going to miss even more time. Been here since week one. Pat Schrammer saying he's close. Well, week he one. suffered a setback yesterday. He was limping in practice, came off the field. They said setback. Who knows what's going to happen there? I believe Eli Apple is back. He tomorrow. is. Everyone, actually, everyone's back except for Vernon. Yeah, awesome. Uh, the, the guy getting all the money. Um, yeah, and, and who has not lived up to a dime of it. Yeah, great. Um, I agree with the McCaffrey thing. I think that's such a matchup nightmare. This Panthers D is even underrated, Vinny. It is. Um, I don't – and listen, you want to get the Odell thing? I have no problem with what he said. He I thought you were going to say that because I have no problem with it either. <laughs> he did not say anything that we're not thinking, that uh-huh. you didn't say Monday night, yep. that no other media reporter has said. Um, Mike Thomas, the safety, was asked about it. He said, I have no issue with it either because he showed heart. He's showing fight. Vinny, this is not uh, why can't Pat Shermer call more, uh, more plays for me. Why can't Eli Manning throw me the ball? This is collectively, Vinny. He said, Ben's is struggling. Why can't we throw the ball more down the field? And that's not on Eli Manning. That's on the plays being called. Now, let's say the Giants start going on that slope they were last year. Oh, we got a win under our belt finally. Yeah. We're not riding undefeated to week seven or whatever. Right. Are we going to start questioning the drop of Davis Webb if the Giants are like one and nine for those last six games? I, I didn't see enough of him to tell you yes or no. I really didn't. I was never a fan of him, but now it's like, okay, this season's going nowhere. And Eli Manning deserves some criticism this year, if you ask me. He does. He just throws. But at the same time, now I feel like you're seeing these play calls because the offensive line is just so bad that they're just trying to get rid of the ball. But did they not know it was going to be bad? Of course, I think. But I think they thought it was going to be improved. You want to they call, definitely so, thought it was going to be improved. You want to call people out. Nate Soldier has not been worth the money he's getting. No, absolutely all. not. No one on that line has been worth a dime. Everyone on that line has been bad. I'm just saying, this offseason, they did everything to change. Everything to change and win now. They changed the whole head office. Yes. They changed their whole offensive line. Yes. They uh, built people around Eli Manning. Yes. They did all this to help. What is the only thing that didn't change? Eli Manning. And what results are we getting? The same results. And it kills me to say it, Mike. It really does. But I'm on his ass. If he doesn't have a big game against Carolina, I'm not saying bench the guy for Kyle Lalela, Lalela, whatever, however you say his name, the kid from BC. Yeah. I wanted to be Eli's team, but I mean, he's not taking charges, not taking shots. And that's something he used to always do. He used to be one of the, that was his strength. He used to throw the ball downfield all the time. It was the best part of him. Yep. He doesn't take chances anymore. He even came out and said, it's not worth a chance. You're yeah. pretty much just saying you're scared to throw it downfield. I don't like that anymore. If you're not going to throw it downfield, I want to find a new quarterback. 
I agree with you. I'm uh, sorry. I love you, Eli. But if you're not going to throw the ball downfield, and I'm going to see checkdowns week in, week out, and throwing the ball on third down in front of the first down mark, I don't want to see it anymore. I want to see someone else that can throw it past that mark then. And I do agree with you. No, Evan Ingram. I love Shepard again tomorrow. I think Shepard saw a lot of those Ingram targets, what he would have saw. So, fantasy, I'm starting uh, Sterling Shepard. Um, I agree with everything you said, man. It'll be interesting. And I think it's hard to say, but I think, I, I think it's just time to come to realization. You're where you're seeing record touchdowns and record offensive numbers. Um, I mean, blowing records out of the water in the first few weeks here at football. Um, you're seeing a giant team that is still struggling to score points. And I think no matter where you pick next season, Vinny, you have to find that future quarterback. It has to be in the draft next year. So we'll see what happens there. We're both all over the And that does not mean I regret not taking the quarterback either. Because I couldn't be happier with Saquon Barkley. Who needs more than 10 10 carries. He needs more than 10 carries like, yeah, last week. I agree with you. And uh, I keep saying you just haven't seen the creativity that you saw in Minnesota. And you're still just not seeing. I'm not seeing any sort of creativity. I'm just not. And uh, not that I'm going to harp on the defense because they've done Good job this year, honestly. I really think they have. They, have. They, they let Kamara go really late in that game. I don't count that one. Right. They let him go really late in that game. That's why he put those numbers he did. Yeah. Um, this Betcher, the defense coordinator, was apparently supposed to be the most heavy guy in the world. He doesn't blitz at all. He doesn't blitz at all. Every time after the first, I was like, oh, maybe he's going to get aggressive the second half. He doesn't do it, but the conservative approach has been okay for them. They, yeah. The coverage is there. I think he was expected to have Olivier Vernon. Now they get Morrow back tomorrow, who we had in Arizona right suspension so um i think it, i don't know if we can find it but i think they're like second to last in sacks as well so um yeah they don't have a lot of sacks <laughs> they really don't they need vernon I, I they're strictly relying him as their pass rusher it looks like and the guy he had a setback again i mean like i said i heard every week patrick he's close he's close he heals quickly ah no he hasn't played this year he hasn't healed very quick at all so this is um let's see on sacks can I guess how many giant, shots they have first? Yes, please. Go ahead. Um, four. Tied with Oakland dead last for five, with five. Five. That's embarrassing. Five sacks. That's embarrassing. Remember when Giant football was running the football and sacking the quarterback? I do. And, you really don't see that anymore. Um, I don't know. Again, I don't want to waste time here. But I think Jason Pierre-Paul has four alone. Mm, he actually had a, he had a nice game in that Pittsburgh game. Yep. Honestly, he was attacking the quarterback. He got a bad flag on him, too. <laughs> But uh, it was okay with the Pierre Paul trade. That was fine with me. He has four sacks. He makes a lot of money. I, so, yeah, he, has, yeah, he almost has as many sacks as the Giants. He has one, sucks. Less, uh, <laughs> one less than the New York Giants, Jason Pierre Paul. So, 11-12, that'll do it, unless you have anything else for NFL Sunday tomorrow. No, that's it. I mean, um, there's a hard slate to pick. I don't expect everybody to have a really good ratio, and I don't expect a lot of bets to be hit. So, it's going to be interesting. A lot, not huge like last week where you could have teased down four teams that were 10-point favorites and they all won. Yeah. So this week, I think we're going to see a lot of unpredictability. I agree with you, Vinny. Uh, that brings us here to college football. We're watching game day. A um, couple inter- <laughs> All right, there you go. A uh, couple interesting games. Uh, you know, off, uh, let's see, 12 o'clock Alabama. That's not interesting. 35 that's not an half. interesting game. I yeah. don't think any other games are interesting, even when they play Auburn. <laughs> uh, Battle of Texas, though. You have Texas-Oklahoma. Uh, here. Yeah, 19 Texas, Oklahoma 7, Vinny. Oklahoma giving 7.5 at home. I like um, playing the Cotton Bowl today. Um, I like Oklahoma minus the 7. I know the Longhorns went on a nice little run here, but um, I just like Oklahoma's wins more. They really only had one bad game, and it was against the Army. Uh, UCLA panned out to be shit, but um, you know what? Actually, <laughs> it's a pretty pretty easy deal Oklahoma had. This is, a, this is actually their biggest test. Uh, Texas with big wins. Uh, USC, TCU, K, uh, Kansas State, um, I'm still going to go at Oklahoma. I like their quarterback. He's very, very uh, quick and flashy. Uh, I, I like Oklahoma in this. So they're just a better team. LSU and Florida. LSU is five and Florida is 20. This is going to be defense, defense, defense this game. This is a tough one. Um, I like LSU because I hate Florida. I don't like Florida's offense, even though this is probably their best quarterback they've had since Tim Tebow. Unleash. But um, LSU has been great, and they've won against some big teams as well. Uh, this is definitely the biggest test for Florida, but if the fence in the swamp helps them, I got to go with Coach O and LSU. I just think they're a more complete team. Uh, Vinny Clemson, Wake Forest, large spread, but is Lawrence going to play? I don't know what's going on with Lawrence, but I love Clemson to come out there and cover this 20. Uh, Wake Forest was supposed to get their uh, upset win against Notre Dame. It was only a seven-point spread when they were home against Notre Dame. 
Now we're talking Clemson, who are only, what, four ranks higher? That's a 20-point spread now. So Wake Forest wasn't what everybody expected them to be. And uh, Clemson, after a really tight game with Syracuse, they need to come out and have a big-time win. And they can't let an ACC division rival come in here and have a close game with them. They need to step all over Wake Forest. They will not take their foot off the gas. I like Clemson to cover that 20. Washington and UCLA. And I say that just because uh, 21 points spread for Washington. Um, I, I see this as a blowout here. I really do. You know, like, I'm scared of UCLA just because they're defeated yeah. and they need to come out with some kind of statement. This might be the game that they need to make their statement. This is the highest-ranked uh, seeded team they're going to face all year until they face uh, UC- USC, their rivals. But, uh, man, UCLA is just not good, and Washington is really good. They had their one loss to Auburn, and that was it. This is a team that was supposed to be in that playoff contention. Yep. I can't see them blowing it against UCLA, but that spread, it's fishy. Washington's easily the better team, but because – UCLA is defeated. It will not surprise me one bit if they cover the 21 points. Nebraska-Wisconsin, uh, that's going to be at 730 tonight. Wisconsin giving 18. I want to know why this game is going to be so high scoring because the Wisconsin spreads never 60. And it's not like Nebraska's offense is that much of a powerhouse here. So uh, I like the Badgers to win. I like uh, Horny Goatee, whatever his name is, the quarterback. <laughs> He's good. But um, – I'm going with the under in this game. That's one of my plays here. A uh, high of 60, and uh, it, it confuses me my head why it's that high, so I'm sure it's going to go over. But when I see a Wisconsin over-under set that high, I'm going with the under. And then uh, game of the day, everybody and their mother on Virginia Tech. Oh, yeah. Number six, Notre Dame, 24, Virginia Tech. Notre Dame giving six and a half, eight o'clock. It is the ABC game. Exit light, Virginia Tech under the light. Had a lot of success on their primetime home game. I know they're not starting their starting quarterback here, but this is college. It's not like when your starting quarterback goes down. It's a great recruit coming up next. So it's not like that's the end of the world. Notre Dame has escaped some games this year, but they also looked very good against Stanford last week. Their quarterback's having a pretty good year. Notre Dame was not going to have that good of a year because of they had, they lost their offensive line. They had three of them going the first round of the draft, the first or second round. But uh, they just got the offensive linemen. When you want offensive linemen, you go to Notre Dame. But listen, Virginia Tech with that many points – on prime time, give me the Hokies. That enter Sandman's going to play. They're going to run down there. It's going to be an electric atmosphere. Virginia Tech get back. This is the second time they're ranked. This will be the second time they're unranked if they lose this game. Give me Virginia Tech. A lot of points. They're going to at least cover this game. All right. And uh, before I get to uh, your picks, which do you know the record, uh, the season record off the top of your head? It's it's uh, like 14-8-1, I believe. 14-8-1. All right. Vinny, give me anything else I missed in college here before the picks. I think you covered uh, most of it, All right. basically, there. All right, then give me the picks. Let's make money. All right, let's make that money. Oh, Texas A&M, Kentucky. That's, okay. a, that's a good game. Kentucky, who would have thought Kentucky versus Texas A&M that Kentucky would be the team ranked? And they're ranked pretty high. 13 for Kentucky. This ain't, this ain't basketball. This is football. Kentucky <laughs> ranked 13. But now they're going at the College Station. A&M, five-and-a-half point uh, favorites in this one. I like Jimbo Fisher not to lose to a program that's really overachieved this year in Kentucky. I like A&M. They're one of my teams I have in a money line parlay. Let's see them go out there and win that one. The picks. Let's do it. Let's make the money here. I got four for you. What's the record? I want to post that. I, I don't know for sure. I'll look it up. All right. I'll look it up and right. get the accurate record for you. Perfect. Because if, if it's better, I want it, you know, I want it better. <laughs> West Virginia is taking on Kansas today. That's right, Kansas. And uh, somehow they have two wins. Where did they come from? Rutgers and Central Michigan. Not too worried about it. We're going to see that old Kansas football program against West Virginia. As my favorite quarterback, I know two is probably going to win the Heisman, but Will Greer deserves a hell of a lot of recognition. This guy's putting up numbers after numbers. Hell of a quarterback. Might have a, I know West Virginia quarterbacks don't pan out well in the NFL. This kid might have a shot. He's damn good. Minus 27 at home against Kansas. Not scared of that. Not enough points. They're going to beat Kansas by at least four touchdowns. Give me West Virginia. Clemson minus 20 against Wake Forest. I don't have to talk on that. I already did. Love them to come out there with a big game. And then I'm taking Nebraska-Wisconsin under the 60, as I said. And then, as I also said, Virginia Tech plus the 7.5. I promise you, Notre Dame will not make me look bad yet again. Virginia Tech's covering this game. What was the uh, under Wisconsin versus? 60. And the last one is? Uh, Virginia Tech plus 7.5. Hokies, baby. Hokies. Notre Dame has been ruining my record here at college. So I always take my Notre Dame picks with a grain of salt. But this one. Oh, it's a special one. It's my max play. Max play right wow. here. Virginia Tech plus the seven and a half. They will cover. Prime time. Va Tech. And that's it. West Virginia minus 27. Clemson minus 20. Wisconsin, Nebraska under 60. 
Max Play, Virginia Tech plus seven and a half. Let's go take your girlfriend, your wife, for a nice dinner after that. You got a lot of money to make right here in college. And let's not forget, the Yankees are minus 110 tonight as well. Uh, and we both actually are, uh, are on that. I agree with you with the Yankees. That's a must win if you're the New York Yankees. So uh, the picks are up on Twitter. Our uh, football picks for tomorrow up on Twitter. Brings us to 11:20. Vinny, over-the-top sports. Uh, everybody back on Monday, most likely. Uh, but who knows? It could we'll just see. be. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. I might right. be at the game. Oh, we'll yeah? Oh, right. yeah. I want to go. We'll see. Um, Vinny, that brings us to tonight. Uh, the Conor McGregor-Khabib, which um, this is being called the biggest fight in UFC history. They are projected to do 2.5 million pay-per-view buys which would blow the McGregor Mayweather boxing match out of the water. I like the million there. <laughs> million. <laughs> Maybe we can get a sound clip. Um, as far as the odds, do you have the odds? Uh, last I checked, I don't have them right in front of me. Right. But I saw Khabib was minus 150 and McGregor was plus 130. So that's gone down substantial. Because I saw yesterday McGregor plus one. I saw Khabib minus 170 and McGregor plus 150. So the money is coming in after the weigh-in and, uh, you know, all the other shenanigans that have happened. Yeah, I mean, uh, listen. Um, let's see. The here. thing is, so McGregor's plus 155 and Khabib minus 175. That is up-to-date. That's the up-to-date uh, odds right there. All right. Well, I'm, uh, as much as I am a Conor McGregor fan and I enjoy, you know, watching him fight and do everything he does, he's literally the most entertaining person in all sports. I don't think he's going to win. I think he's facing top of a guy after too long of a hiatus. And I just think what if he gets his back on the ground, he is donezo against Khabib. One thing Connor has going for him, he's definitely the better striker. When they're on their feet. Connor's the guy, we all know how lethal his left hand is. Yes. But uh, Khabib is a guy, I think he has more of a mission, more out to prove to everybody. I don't think he's going to fall for the bright lights of the big spotlight here. He's never lost, right? Right. Khabib's he's never so it's not like Conor McGregor's facing the Joe in his first uh, thing here. But um, another thing you got to figure for people who find these things rigged, that Conor McGregor's a big drawer. He signed a six-fight uh, deal with yeah. them. And a lot of people want to see him go after uh, GSP as his next fight. And uh, I'm sure he could fight whoever he wants if he loses this fight. I'm st- I still got to go with Khabib. I think the public's too all over Conor. And Vegas just talks, baby. This was a um, – this week was a shit show for UFC. The press conference on Thursday. You've had, been on it all week. Yeah. Khabib <laughs> showed up at 6 o'clock uh, when it was supposed to start, which I don't know what the Vegas time is, but it was 6 o'clock here. McGregor, he left at 6.15. He waited 15 minutes. McGregor so still wasn't there. McGregor then shows up, and then that was it. You had Khabib at his own press conference, Dana White then handling questions, and then McGregor handling questions. It was three different things. It was a mess. Dana White was, ah, we don't care. We don't care. We don't care. You had the weigh-in yesterday at uh, noon, which was 9 o'clock there in Vegas. Khabib first one makes weight. Wait about 45 minutes for McGregor to come out, make weight. I honestly think he struggled to make weight, Vinny. I think that's why he was in there, and it took so long. He just cleared it, so the fight will happen. Everybody surprisingly made weight. Um, and then last night you saw, which uh, has become so scripted, uh, the uh, you know the promo weigh-in after they've already weighed in 10 hours earlier and put on 10 pounds. They've come out to this weigh-in. You have Steve come out with the stupid wig that he wears. Yeah, McGregor comes out throwing fake punches and fake kicks, and it was just too scripted for me, but I am on McGregor because of what you said, a six-fight deal, Vinny. If he loses this fight tonight, I mean, it will still be a draw, but it will not be the draw that everybody, uh, you know, wants and expects. People are going to see him again, though, you know? But bottom line, you want him to win. The more he wins, the better it is for a UFC, but um, I don't know. I, don't, I just don't think he can do it. I, I think it's been now for too long. I think Khabib has been a serious force to reckon with. I like everything about him besides his wig. I think he has more proven in this, honestly, than Conor McGregor. I think he really wants to, you know, put him in his place. He called him a terrorist or his, uh, his manager. His manager a terrorist. For that, actually. <laughs> All right, let, let it roll. Yeah. All right, everybody. Let's get ready for the
McGregor, um, I mean, those are pretty heavy allegations, Vinny. I don't know if they're true or not. Me either. If, if he was caught five passports on September 11th, um, I want to know how and why he's in Khabib's corner. Not tonight. only does Conor McGregor have Ireland in his pocket, he's got the United States of America in his <laughs> pocket. And if he didn't before, uh, he's the one rooting for him now. Even if that's not true, just saying something I like that, it. it pisses off an American yes. to no end, especially us New Yorkers. Yes. That doesn't sit well with us. But, um, it's going to be he's, the shenanigans didn't change, but did he change in the octagon? He's been away from it for a long time. He has. And uh, what you said just technically, um, McGregor's one of the best strikers we've ever seen. In Easily. Um, but tonight, if Khabib gets him on the ground, it is over. And um, the public seems to agree as well. The under two and a half is minus 135. Everybody projecting this to be a short fight. I agree with that. If it's not a first round knockout for McGregor or a right. second round knockout, it will be over by the third round. 100%. Start. The longer this fight goes on for, the better it's going to be for Khabib. That's only going to favor him, 100%. Um, the other big fight, which is not getting talked about at all, is Pettis Ferguson. Ferguson um, really should be fighting either McGregor or Khabib. He's that good. He's fighting Pettis in what should be a win for Ferguson. We'll see what happens there. What are and, the odds on that one? Uh, Ferguson's minus 360, so heavy, oh, heavy favorite. favorite. And you know what sucks for him? He's probably going to fight the loser of this fight. Which would be unfortunate. He really deserves to get the He'll winner. win and he'll get the loser because... Uh, uh, unless Khabib wins. Now, right. I, I face Khabib regardless, actually, because I could see them definitely going with the McGregor-GSP fight in this one. And McGregor, I mean, McGregor talks a lot, which is so entertaining, but McGregor said he'll fight November's show in the Garden. So wow. we'll see what happens <laughs> Now, that would be something. Um, if he doesn't get knocked out or very, choked out. Very smart move by UFC having him fight the pay-per-view before, because, I mean, I look at this card, and not as a you know everyday watcher of UFC, right. I know the big guys. No one sticks out to me on this card, right. but I'm buying it because Conor McGregor's exactly. fighting. Exactly. 2.30, they got a lot of good fights over there. I can't wait till we preview that one. a main event. At MSG. Yeah, no true main event, but there's he said, a lot of potential ones. They said, what, every fight's the main event? No, like, he said he's going to find a main event. Oh. There is going to be a fight added to that card. Excellent. And um, I'm, I wonder if Brock Lesnar is going to be in it. It'll be interesting. I wonder. And it's a shame uh, Bones Jones isn't going to yeah. be in it. Dana changed, though. He was asked about that, um, doing his little shtick, and said that um, Bones will fight towards the end of this year or early next year. And he was Oh, he's not fighting this year. Seems to have eased up on that. Hey, maybe he will fight come December. So Yeah. Well, I mean, um, after 230, you have to imagine with all those heavy guns fighting, they're not going right. to have that big draw coming in there. He probably is saving Bones Jones for the pay-per-view buys for like a December, January. Give these guys their time off so before they fight again. You mentioned that November 3rd card at the Garden. Oh, that's a good one. Loaded. That's a good one. I, I kind of want to go. It's probably ridiculous to, ridiculously priced for that. But, yeah, absolutely. That's going to be a good one. Rockhold is my lock of the week, though. Uh, my lock of the year, I'm sorry. Rockhold over Weidman. That's a lock. He's going to kick his ass again. <laughs> I mean, Weidman's finished, if you ask me. So that's tonight. Um, UFC, um, Vinny, we have about two minutes to go here. So real quick, I did not watch any of the wrestling in uh, the Super Show. But I will say that um, I am a, I hate these Super shows i think they are so stupid and just an easy way yeah, for wwe to make money that's Vince mcmahon's pocket how stupid they right. are <laughs> well he's making billions <laughs> oh yeah uh no i didn't watch it either i know uh someone i know very but, well but he don't woke you up. just i mean don't you just want the pay-per-views and that's it like these super shows are and now they're starting to bring the bigger guns out for these super shows yeah because but... they want to line their pockets too well yeah everyone pretty pretty well um Big rumor going on that interests me. I really haven't been watching wrestling too yes. much. I really don't jump back in until, like, the Royal Rumble time. Yep. But a uh, big rumor going around is that the eyebrow-raising, trailblazing, the champ might be coming back and winning the title and taking on Reigns at WrestleMania. What are your thoughts on that? Which would be awesome, because this WrestleMania is at um, Giant Stadium. It is. So uh, I think that would be cool. But unfortunately, if he wins the belt, that means Reigns winning it at WrestleMania. Right, which so. which sucks. That's why I was like, I'm all for The Rock coming back, but I'm never for Roman Reigns beating big names. Exactly. So, Vinny, 66 here. We hit on a little bit of everything. Give me your final thoughts for this uh, huge sports Saturday. It's, it's a big-time day. A lot of college. That You got the MLB playoffs all tap, yep. uh, capped off with McGregor's fight today. I, I want everyone to enjoy and appreciate sports days like this because, you know what, it just gets better from here on out. You got the, N- the NHL just kicked off. The yep. puck dropped for them. The NBA is coming soon. College basketball starts a lot sooner than people think, too. We're going to have all these sports together all at the same time. 
until baseball ends, and it's just a really magnificent time. So all my favorite sport fans out there, enjoy it. Yep, and I'll just hit on hockey real quick. Uh, the Rangers opened up the other night against the Predators, and Henrik Lundqvist stood on his head. That's the only reason that the game was close. I think the Rangers are going to have a hard time scoring goals the rest of the season. I think it's more just going to be relying on Lundqvist, and uh, that's unfortunate, but the future looks bright for the Rangers. It just won't be this season. So anybody who joined us, thank you. Back on Monday night, Vinny's college picks are up, NFL are up. Good luck in fantasy, and we'll see everybody Monday. Let's go Yankees.